The Fake Show Podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, now with two locations, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-Shirt Designs, Mr. Antenna, now your host, Jim Tofty. Actor Eli Roth won a Screen Actors Guild Award for his role as Donnie Donowitz in Quentin Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards. He recently wrapped production on the film Borderland, starring Kate Blanchett, but he spent the last several years making this stunning new documentary called Finn, where he and a professional group of scientists travel the globe to unveil the truth behind the deaths of millions of sharks. Eli Roth joins me now from Los Angeles. Hi, Jim. Eli, welcome to the show. I had no idea you spent the last five years working on this great-sounding documentary, Finn. Thank you. Well, nobody knew, and that's how I was able to get access to so many places, because if people saw me showing up at the camera, they know what it was. But you know, I went to New Bedford, Massachusetts, where they're holding this horrible shark killing contest. Uh, and we filmed it because they just thought they didn't really know that it was me. And they sort of put it together later and they all participated willingly and signed releases. But if everybody knew that I was coming to town, they never would have let me in there. But I, my eyes were really, really open. And I, I look, I spent five years on it. So I really, you know, wanted to go as deep as I possibly could to, to paint a complete picture of how we're just absolutely decimating sharks completely for greed and there's no reason for it and it's just a few companies and you know organized crime that are getting rich from it i you know i had read an interview with you where you said you know obviously you've done a lot of movies in the horror genre but this is the scariest film you've been involved with it is i mean i, I didn't it's a, i wanted to make a movie like jaws i love jaws i love shark movies and then this wasn't a film I, you know the one i wound up making wound up being one that's completely pro shark um, but it's really crazy. You know, sharks are, are the most misunderstood animal. You know, yeah. 50 years ago, 100 years ago, we thought whales were monsters. And now, you know, then we came together to save them. And look, even blackfish, people thought orcas were, you know, the killing machines, you know. The, and then now you realize that they're these incredible, intelligent, sensitive creatures of families. And children, they love the song Baby Shark because it's relating to sharks like, oh, that's a mother shark, daddy shark. The kids, and I, I felt the same. When I got in the water with them for the first time, I thought, oh, my God, they're they're like dogs. They're sensitive. They're intelligent. They're shy. They're very cautious. They really, nobody, none of them want to attack you. They would never engage with you. That anytime people are bit, it's mistaken identity. I've fed sharks by hand. I've been in the middle of a feeding frenzy. You're just in their way. They don't want to interact with us. They don't understand what we are. And what's happened is this whole industry of these lies have come out. Like the shark cartilage pills, which are so terrible for you, and they're sold all over. They're sold in GNC. They're sold in vitamin shop. They're sold at health stores. They're so terrible for you. Supermarkets sell shark meat mislabeled. It is 32 times the mercury. It causes dementia, brain... I mean, so bad it causes impotence. It's the worst stuff you can put in your body. Um, but so it's everyone. And really the worst thing is the shark fin soup where everyone in the world is selling their, the, the fins to Asia. Um, and there's the young people in Asia are very against it, but it's a status symbol for older people in Asia. And the problem is it doesn't even have a taste. I actually go there in the kitchen. It's, it's first of all, the fins lie in dog excrement in the gutter, drying out. Then they're cleaned with bleach, like actual household bleach. Oh and, then they're and then literally it's like fingernail or fishing line. There's no flavor to it. And I, so I talk to food critics there and I go, why would people eat it? And they go, it's the worst ingredient. It's just expensive. Then you find out that there's 
um, a vegetarian alternative. They have a gel that tastes exactly, I mean, it's the same texture. It's the same thing. So you can't tell the difference. So it's, it's basically like this weird status symbol. It, and it started as a marketing gimmick in the 60s from hotels going, hey, in the year 800, the emperor ate sharks, so eat like the emperor. And then what happened was really as China got money and industrial fishing took off in the last 20 years, 25 years, it's just decimated the population because everyone's like, hey, they're spending money on sharks. Let's just start killing the sharks. And then the shark liver oil gets used in makeup, even though squalene, there's a sugar cane and an olive oil alternative. So we're finally at the point now where there is a shark fin sales ban uh, that's going, it passes and it's going for the house. On the finthemovie.com, I set up buttons at the top of the page so everyone in the U.S. can just click, copy the letter, and write, send it to their rep. There's a drop-down menu to do it. But if we don't start protecting our sharks and we don't start voting with our dollars, saying absolutely no more when we kill sharks. We're not buying any shark products at all. It's, unless we do that, I think within 10 years, they're going to be gone. There's nothing anything left, and there will be no way for them to recover. It's, it's an eye-opening situation because I was not aware, as I'm sure you weren't before you got involved with this. And with this Shark Fin Sales Elimination Act and the power that you might have and Leonardo DiCaprio's production company and and all of that. Yeah. Do you think that uh, that there is hope uh, for the future? There is hope. There's always hope. There is always hope. And by the way, the, the reason you and I didn't know about it was the fishing lobbyists have spent hundreds of millions of dollars to make sure that we think that shark populations are perfectly healthy, there's nothing wrong, and there is no problem. There's such a, It's completely corrupt. I saw it. They, they buy off scientists. They buy off the EU. They buy off politicians in the U.S. Marco Rubio killed the last shark bill that was in Florida. Right. Like the lobbyists get in there, and there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a, there's a billion dollar industry that's off the death of a species. So they don't want the truth to get out there because the lie is what's making the money. But what's happening right now is you can like we now have social media. We can connect, and people are watching the movie, and their eyes are finally open, and people are going, "I'm looking at my makeup product now." going, what is squalling? I want my product shark-free. We have to demand it. You know, look, it happened with Blackfish and SeaWorld. It's, it's everybody has a voice and everybody has a vote. And what's crazy is the, the ocean produces half of the planet's oxygen. And what sharks do is that they're like the doctors of the sea. They're like the, co- you know, they're like on the front lines of COVID. Like they, they actually eat the sick and dying fish and prevent the spread of disease. But without sharks, the parrotfish, over, the grouper overeat the parrotfish. The parrotfish would eat the algae. Algae explodes and blocks the kelp from getting sunlight. Basically, our oxygen supply starts getting cut out because the algae is blocking it. And then your beaches and the water is completely acidic. So even if you don't go in the water and you'll never encounter a shark, which you probably won't in your lifetime unless you're diving, then we need them. Also, the value of sharks, one shark dead is basically sells for $25. The bowls of soup is $125. The pills make money. A shark alive in the Bahamas, the sharks are completely protected. One shark, it is estimated, is worth $250,000 in tourism Uh. dollars because people go there for dive tourism. So it's like if we all want to actually make money off of sharks, there's a way to do it that's evergreen. It's just, and it's worth, you know, hundreds of, and they show that in Florida, the dive industry makes $300 million. The fin industry is $1.2 million. It's like, it's insane economics. So if people purely want to make money, Go to dive tours, and there are people activists like Shark Girl Madison and Reggie Domingo, who's in my movie, who's trying to help villages in Mexico and in Indonesia flip from killing sharks to dive tours. And the ones that do it really, really flourish. So 
it's just it's it's a huge problem, and I just wanted to set up a warning flare as only I know how, which is to basically make a horror movie. Except here, I don't yeah. even have to try and make it scary. I can just lay out the facts. By the way, Eli, because uh, we're short on time here, I'd be remiss in not asking you about Inglorious Bastards, a- and I was curious to just know how that film came to you in the first place. Well, Quentin and I had done Hostel and Hostel Two together, and he was. I was sort of his Jewish technical advisor when he was writing the film. So <laughs> right. he'd say, Eli, what did you do this? Or blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, man, I wouldn't have come on. If I saw Hitler, I'd shoot him in the face. Except right now, I, this is a forgiving. Like, yeah. Come on. I'm like, I wouldn't just kill him. I'd stand over his head with a machine gun until his head exploded. He'd be like, right. okay, let's the movie. So, you know, we, and then he said, you know, I'm really hearing you're a Jewish guy from Boston. And he loved my acting in the film Grindhouse, which was kind of a fun, yeah. part I did in Death Proof. Um, and he loved me in Cabin Fever, and he's like, you've never taken yourself seriously as an actor, and I can tell you want to. And I said, I'm going to fully commit to this. I'm going to, you know, put on 40 pounds of muscle and go to the gym every day and study the character and go and talk to all the World War II vets that I can remember it and really learn it. And it was amazing. It was an amazing. And then he had me direct a Nazi propaganda movie within the film, within the film. So I actually got to make a Nazi movie, which is a Jewish person making horror movies, like, the most shocking thing I could do, but it was great. Quentin's the greatest. There's no one in the world like him. He's my the best friend. I love him so much. He's an amazing mentor, and he just inspires me every day. I just read his new book. He's like, he's amazing. So when, yeah. you know, I say, you know what? I'm going to go and make a documentary. It's like, if Quentin has an idea, he just does it. He doesn't judge it. And that's what I had to do here. I was like, I, I, I've never made a documentary before, but I do know how to make a scary movie and tell a story. And I wanted to make something that was informative, but that does have hope at the end, because there is hope if we all decide we're just not going to buy shark anymore. We saved whales 50 years ago. We did it for orcas. It's time for sharks. Can't wait to see this. It's Eli Roth's Finn streaming now on Discovery+. Plus. Eli, it was such an honor. Thank you so much. Thank you. And by the way, on my Instagram, Real Eli Roth, you can see all the shark tournaments that are happening this weekend. We're trying to get shut down. We need everybody's voices. All right, buddy. Take care and good luck. This project is so important to watch, and you can just feel his passion as he talks about this. Make sure that you go to Eli Roth's Instagram page to find out all the updates. That does it for this episode of The Fake Show Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com. 